Good morning. Uh, everybody hearing my voice, wherever you are in the world, it's great to be together, uh, to be joined in Christ, to be joined in fellowship of believers. And uh, if you're uh, hearing my voice, I pray that today will be a day when you not only know that you're blessed by God, but that you also are able to bless others. That's what this day is all about. I, that, that's what our lives are supposed to be about every day. And I hope uh, in the next few minutes I'd like to communicate a few, few words to encourage you in that. Uh, before that, let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for the opportunity to, to have your word in our hands and to hear it to take it to heart, to have it in our minds and our innermost beings so that it will continually be transforming us as we walk in this world together with you uh, with the purpose, the mission of blessing others because we are so blessed by you, Father. Uh, I pray for your word now that it come to us uh, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, by the way, my name is David Ingram. I'm the director of Rust Street Ministries, a, a ministry of Johnson Street Church of Christ. And uh, uh, blessed to be a blessing is something that has been going on for a long time and involves uh, Rust Street and the broader Johnson Street Church of Christ. I just want to say first, uh, God bless you, Johnson Street. Uh, you are individually and collectively involved in so many things here in the city of San Angelo and Concho Valley and truly around the world. And it's just amazing uh, when I think about all of the things that I've seen in the last two and a half years that I've been here uh, that, that you are involved with. Uh, again, both individually and collectively, truly you are a blessing. Uh, just... Briefly, here are some of the things that you, that we are involved in that bless those outside of the family of believers. Because today is about blessing those outside, uh, as Paul says, of the household of faith. One of the newer ones, Katali, that we just had an offering for five years. We've been involved in Brazil for 24 years. Rest Street Ministries has existed for 25 years. Blessed to be a blessing has been going on for 33 years. Sunshine School is not just children from Johnson Street, but from the community as well, if, you if you're not aware. 37 years. Any idea how long the Rams for Christ or before that Christian Community Center has been going on? 57 years. Uh... Applaud yourselves for that. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's amazing. Uh, it, the, I, I am so uh, content, and I, I feel so privileged to be part of a people that loves so much and that cares so much for others. And I know that also many of you are involved in local outreaches on your own. Uh, maybe something like Meals for the Elderly, and also just individuals who are part of this family and they take, up, they take seriously the words that Jesus taught us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves and to be compassionate towards those who need it just in your daily lives and that's just the way you do. I have no doubt that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit all 
smile as they look down on Johnson Street and see that we take seriously the things that Jesus taught us, that we're not here to be served, we're here to serve, and that we are here to take care of the prisoners, of the discouraged, of the downtrodden, the poor, uh, the homeless, uh, and, and those who in whatever fashion are in need, that we can help with the resources that God has given us. Uh, it's just uh, amazing as I think about Johnson Street every day and what together we can do as we partner with God. I'm privileged every day to see this at Rust Street in so many ways. Just a couple of brief stories uh, just to emphasize how important Rust Street is to this community here in Johnson Street. Uh, a couple of years ago, a man came inside, said he wanted to talk to whoever was in charge, and uh, he gave me a money order for a, a fairly significant amount for somebody that just walks in the door to give a donation. And uh, he explained to me that he and his wife wanted to begin giving their tithes to Rust Street because several years ago, Rust Street had blessed them at a time when they needed it. He said, uh, but I, I, I need something else right now. Could you come out to my car and pray with me and my wife? And I said, sure. So I go out there, and his wife can't walk right now. They had been in a car accident, and uh, they are on their way to the doctor to see what's going to happen with her. She can't walk. Uh, because of injuries sustained in the car, and uh, she's on her way to see what's going to happen to her. So in the midst of pain and suffering and fear and some serious challenges that they faced, uh, because Rust Street was there at a time they needed it, they wanted to pass that blessing on to others, even at a time when they still (laughs) were in profound need. And yesterday, as we were putting together the, the bags of food, I was talking to Rhonda, uh, our assistant director and volunteer coordinator, and I, I remembered another story I hadn't thought of in a while. But I got a phone call from a man in the hospital one day. He, it was, he had been in the hospital for several weeks because of COVID, and he wasn't able to work and support his family. And there were several members there. He said, would you please take food to our home? Uh, he said that nobody in the house even has, ga- has money for gas to put in their cars. And so we, we don't normally take things out in the community because it just it gets overwhelming if we do that. But it, just, it was impossible to ignore that. So put together, you know, he told me how many people were in the house. I put together the groceries and I, I went to the house and uh, it, uh, knocked on the door. Nobody answered and I walked back out to the Jeep and I you know, checked, uh, checked my phone, make sure I was at the right place, went up, knocked on the door again, and, and the, this little boy, it, probably 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, just in a pair of shorts, uh, opened the door, and so I explained to him why I was there, uh, and he just started crying. I said, what's wrong? He said, well, I, I'm hungry. And so I went back out to the Jeep and I got the bags of food and brought them in and he just, he just was sobbing. It's hard to get a 10, 11-year-old to cry. 
unless you're making them eat food. <laughs> and so it just, just there, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of those stories. And I just wanted to remind you about that today, that what you're doing through Rust Street and so many other ministries make a profound difference in people's lives. And uh, if you have your Bible, uh, paper, or digital, or whatever, open please in Galatians chapter, five, chapter 6. There's some words from Paul that I'd like to, to think about in the next few minutes. Galatians 6, in the middle of verse 8, Paul says, The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So there are two calls here. One is to serve each other. And I think Johnson Street also does that very well. I know my, my family and I have been uh, blessed tremendously by being here at Johnson Street these two and a half years. Uh, and some very difficult challenges we faced. We have had shoulders to cry on. We've had cards come to us. We've had meals delivered to us. We've had hospital visits. And it, it's just... Uh, so Johnson Street also does that very well. And... Paul also calls us to serve those who are not of the family of believers. And today, blessed to be a blessing, is one of those days where we are called to bless those who are not or may not be members of the household of faith. Uh, and, and what a blessing to be able to bless those people who are in need and who probably are not expecting what they're going to receive this afternoon in their homes. And especially in these challenging economic times, I think there are going to be some very happy people in and around San Angelo as we deliver these food boxes to them uh, and do what we can to, to bless their lives. Uh, but Paul also s states another truth here. It is very possible for us to become burdened, to uh, become discouraged because day after day, year after year, we're involved in serving and giving and looking out for others. And sometimes, I know at Rust Street, sometimes the same people have been coming for years and years. And, and it's easy to get what some people call donor fatigue. You, you get tired, you get burdened by helping in the same way and sometimes the same people over and over and over again. So how to avoid that? How to avoid not being burdened by giving to bless others, but to find in the giving the true blessing uh, open your Bible again in, J in John chapter 7. There's a moment in Jesus' life and ministry and some words he has that I think can help us truly uh, not be burdened, not become discouraged in continually blessing others. So these words in John chapter 7 are recorded. Uh, Jesus had gone to 
The Feast of the Tabernacles, or sometimes called the Season of Joy, it's one of the three great festivals of Israel that uh, the people, especially the men, were called on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Uh, the other two were uh, the Passover and the Day of Pentecost. So the, the Feast of uh, Tabernacles was a time when uh, the Israelites would build little tents or, or uh, little thatched huts that they would stay in uh, for seven days celebrating through various rituals that God had provided for Israel during the 40 years in the wilderness after they had left Egypt and the slavery that they had known for 400 years. And one of the uh, rituals was that each day the priest would take a golden pitcher to uh, the pool of Siloam that was a, a running pool there in Jerusalem and he would get, dip out water and take it to the temple and pour it on the altar. After, after going, or, he would walk around the altar and then pour that water on the altar. And on the seventh day, uh, he would walk around that altar seven times and then pour the water on there. And it was a reminder of, you, can probably, you, you probably remember, when God provided water, fresh water from the rock, that they didn't have, when, at a place when they didn't have water. And so this, this ritual uh, was... Uh, was what was on people's minds this day. And Jesus gets up and says these words. In John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. So uh, in this setting of the priest pouring this water on the, on the altar and the people remembering that God had provided water for them, uh, Jesus gets up and says these words about him being a blessing to us and then us being a blessing to others. That those who believed in him would have streams of living water flowing from them to bless other people. And it, it's, it's a reminder of texts, uh, and there, there, there were several that, is, that were associated with them. i just read one in Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. Excuse me, I'm in... Oh, I'm sorry. 55. Language didn't sound right. Isaiah 55, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me, hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. So Jesus claims to be the source of the best of all that God has to give. He says, I am what you are looking for. I am what you need. I am what will satisfy you. I am what will bring contentment to you. You don't need anything else. If you want a good life, you need me. And so, 
as Jesus says these words and speaks this language of water flowing out from him, and then he explains that it's the Spirit that is going to be given to all those who believe. You know, we are to be channels, not containers. We are to be true channels of God's riches, of God's grace, of God's providence. And so I think we must be convicted in the deepest place in our inner being that the greatest blessing is not what we see from Jesus, but Jesus himself. Once we have received Jesus, we have a new purpose in life. We're to be channels, again, not containers. Rivers of living water, water that's moving, water that's gushing. You can just hear rivers. I remember when I was... uh, 18 years old, I, my family and I were in Brazil, and we had a chance to go to Iguazu Falls. It's the largest volume of, largest falls in the world. It's the largest volume of water. And so that night, the first day we were there, we are in our hotel. It's about a mile from what they call the Devil's Throat. It's the, it's the, the big place where all the, most of the water falls. And late at night, when all the noise and bustle of the day has calmed down, I'm laying there in, bed, in my bed about 10, 10.30, and we're about a mile from there, and I hear those falls. And my first thought was, you mean they don't turn it off at night? <laughs> it's, it, but it just, I know, obviously I know that it wouldn't be turned off, but it just, it just hit me that just constantly that water was flowing. And, that, and that's how our lives should be, with blessings flowing from God to us, to other people. Uh, flowing water implies freshness. It implies power. Uh, we, some of you may remember the old hymn, uh, There is a Sea. Uh, and it talks about uh, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea. And it compares the two. And the Sea of Galilee is full of life. It's full of fish and other, other forms of life just teeming with them. A lot of people had their livings off of the Sea of Galilee. Well, the water flows the River Jordan into the Sea of Galilee and out of the Sea of Galilee and continually flows down until it gets to the Dead Sea, which is, I I think it still is. Growing up, I learned this. It's the, the lowest land depression on the face of the earth. And so it's called the Dead Sea for a reason. It just receives. It doesn't give. And th- there are a few forms of microbial life <laughs> in the Dead Sea, but it's, it's dead for all intents and purposes. And so uh, it, it, it's kind of like if you have a f- refrigerator full of healthy food, but you grab the chips and salsa instead. I love chips. That's my weakness. But, you know, I, I should rather get that salad. That's what I need. Uh, and so just as a refrigerator full of healthy food, if you don't eat it, it, become, it, can be, it becomes rancid. Uh, a, a, a faith that is not used, that doesn't flow out to bless other people, can become toxic. And God has given us the Spirit to give, to pass on to others. The Holy Spirit is given not for ourselves only, but to be transmitted to others. Uh, the, the word spirit uh, in Greek and Hebrew and several other languages uh, is the same as the word for wind. 
The wind implies movement and power, just as the word water does. Uh, you know, wind, you can't see it, uh, but you can feel it. It'll power your sailboat. It'll take you places. So the, the idea of us having the Spirit, it, it is of movement, of power. And so we are given the Spirit not just to drink deeply of that water of life that is Jesus and now the Spirit that has come to be in and among us, but also to pass that Spirit on to others through the way that we serve, that we give, that we make sacrifices to bless others. We are blessed in order to bless. It is our default mode of life, or it's supposed to be. Blessing others should be our natural mindset. It should be our mode of operation. But this requires a trust on us that the greatest blessing of all is Jesus. Jesus is all that we truly and ultimately need. And if we live like that, He will bless us with what we need. But our concern should be for having Jesus. Remember the old song, Give Me Jesus in the Morning when I rise in the evening when I die give me Jesus having Jesus is the true and great blessing do you trust that do you really trust that Jesus is the greatest blessing it, it doesn't happen automatically let me give you a two, just a couple of two. They're very simple. We talk about these all the time, but sometimes I think we just kind of rush over them. They, and they may be a fundamental part of your life, but sometimes it, they may not truly co be conducive to what uh, is necessary in our lives to be the blessing that Jesus calls, to me, calls us to be. The first is prayer. I know everybody here probably prays every day. But the, the prayer that I'm talking about is your quiet time, when you get up in the morning or late at night, it doesn't, it doesn't, you're not a sinner if you have your quiet time at night, okay? It doesn't have to be at 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, get up and pray a prayer. You can write your own prayer. You can find one of the Psalms. You can do something like uh, uh, St. Francis' prayer. Uh, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. We sing that a lot of times. And pray that prayer and just sit there for a half hour. Okay? Can you do that? I have trouble doing it, I confess. Uh, I've, I've come across a couple of prayers that I pray most mornings, and they help me to do this. So you pray, and you ask God to make you a blessing, to empower you to see. I know, because I have trouble seeing needs of people around me a lot of times. I, a lot of times I need elbows from Bobby to... Help me to see. I'm always ready to help, but sometimes I'm just kind of blind to it. And so I ask God, God, help me see the needs of those around us. And so I, and then I say this prayer, and then I wait. And it's hard to wait. But the more you do this, the more you begin to receive the blessings of the Spirit. The love, the joy, the peace, the contentment, the... What is it? Love, joy, peace, patience. Love, joy, peace. Help me out here. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, righteousness, yeah, whatever. Yeah, all those good things. Self-control. Yeah. See, they come to you. And 
and so you're in that moment, and the more you do this, God is going to speak in there. Because you, you just leave that space open, and God wants to fill it. And you just do that because you, 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 you trust that Jesus is the blessing you need. And we have Jesus now through the Spirit that he promised, as he said. The second thing is attentiveness. It's being, attent being attentive to the blessings that are already around you. And that is difficult. We, we are consumed by a consumer society. And we're convinced in, you know, by billboards, by ads on TV, uh, anything, anywhere you go on the internet or on any of the social apps or anything, ads pop up saying you got to have this, you need this, uh, you can't live without that, you're just a nobody if you don't have this other thing, and it's just, it's always, there, there's something else that we need. But if we can kind of ignore that voice and begin to be aware of the blessings that are already around us, just breathing in air, having food to drink, having food to eat. Uh, the, you know, you think about water back in the day of Jesus. You know, we... I got a bottle of water up here that Jeff left for me that I could drink. I go home and turn on a spigot and water comes out. You know, flowing water for people back in Jesus' day was, it was a precious, precious commodity. Uh, and so sometimes we forget how important it is for us to perceive just how much God has blessed us. And so once we begin to do that, we begin to notice, be intentional about noti noticing the blessings that are already around us. I've, I have found that the more intentional I am about seeing the blessings around me, the less I need to ask for. It, it, it just happens. And then, of course, comes the thanksgiving because God has given me not just what I need, but so much more. So here's the deal. Uh, the only way to be a blessing to others and not grow weary or discouraged, I believe, in blessing people day after day, year after year, is to understand that Jesus is the greatest blessing of all. When our deepest desires are not blessings from Jesus, but the blessing of Jesus himself, then we are able to bless profoundly fully and in a way that will truly bless and transform this world and the lives of those around us and I, I, I truly hope that that is the desire of our heart so as our worship team comes up I'd like to bless you this morning you are loved by God you are the beloved one. You are God's beloved son. You're God's beloved daughter. You are blessed by him. And you're blessed to go be a blessing. Amen.